I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Wednesday, November 1st. Quincy police say they have charged the person responsible for making bomb threats at Quincy High School and the Point Webster Middle School last week. Yesterday, police issued a statement saying they have identified and charged the person who called in the bomb threats last Wednesday and Thursday at Quincy High School and last Thursday at Point Webster. Classes were dismissed at the high school on Wednesday because of the threat. Nothing was found in either school during searches of the buildings. Superintendent Kevin Mulvey issued a statement yesterday saying the threats caused stress in both schools and thanked Quincy police and fire officials for their response to those threats. Mulvey said he hoped the apprehension of the suspect will serve as a deterrent to others considering making such threats. Police have not identified that suspect. A Quincy man who owned a local temporary employment agency is accused of filing false tax returns on behalf of his company that hid over $10 million in corporate income. 60-year-old Sue Wynn was arrested and charged with aiding and assisting the filing of false tax returns. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, Wynn was released on conditions following an initial appearance in federal court in Boston on Monday afternoon. According to the documents, between 2016 and 2020, Wynn was owner of General Employment Services, a temporary employment agency in Massachusetts. Clients paid the company by check for the work performed by his employees. Wynn deposited a small number of client checks in a bank account that Wynn used for company business and reported that income to the IRS. However, Wynn allegedly cashed the majority of client checks at a check casher in Worcester and used that cash on himself and to pay some employees' wages. Prosecutors allege that in total, Wynn cashed over $10 million in client checks and did not report that income or the wages paid in cash to the IRS. By doing so, Wynn and his company failed to pay over $2 million in taxes. Each count of aiding and assisting the filing of false tax returns provides for a sentence of up to three years in prison, up to one year of supervised release, and a fine of up to $250,000. Police have identified a woman who was killed in a crash while riding an electric bicycle in Hingham on Monday. 61-year-old Yui Lin of Hingham was killed in the crash involving an e-bike and pickup truck just after 6 a.m. Monday in the area of Rockland Street and Ringbolt Road. Officers responding to reports of the crash found two riders in the roadway suffering from serious injuries. Both e-bike riders were taken to South Shore Hospital where Lynn later died from her injuries. The second victim was not identified. A preliminary investigation found that the e-bike and the truck were both traveling west on Rockland Street when the crash occurred. Police noted that it was still dark and raining at the time. Part of Rockland Street remained closed until about 11 a.m. as crews worked that scene. State police and the Hingham police are investigating the pickup truck driver did remain on the scene and the incident remains under investigation. Two women from Taunton accused in an organized counterfeit coupon scheme 
that resulted in $27,000 stolen supermarket goods have been ordered to stay away from all stop-and-shop supermarkets in Massachusetts. 41-year-olds Jacqueline White and Crystal Travis both pleaded not guilty to the charges that they're facing during their arraignments yesterday in Brockton Superior Corp. The women are accused of using fake coupons at stop-and-shop supermarkets throughout Massachusetts and Rhode Island and then selling the items online. White and Travis are both charged with larceny by false pretenses by single scheme and larceny to induce parting with personal property. White is also charged with aggravated organized retail theft. Prosecutors had asked that White be held on $10,000 bail with the condition she stay away and have no contact with any stop-and-shop stores in Massachusetts. The court imposed $3,000 bail and that condition on White. Travis was released on personal recognizance and ordered to stay away from all stop and shops in Massachusetts. The pair were indicted by a Plymouth County grand jury back in August after a month-long investigation by police in Hingham and Abington, supported by the Florida-based Coupon Information Center, a nonprofit that fights coupon fraud. Investigators allege that from March 10th through June 2nd of this year, the women entered numerous stop-and-shops and and used counterfeit coupons to steal about $26,547 worth of products. The indictments further allege White and Travis operated a complex scheme using social media to purchase counterfeit coupons. Prosecutors say the women committed the theft by passing the fake coupons to unsuspecting stop-and-shop cashiers. The fake coupons allegedly netted White and Travis steep discounts, sometimes undercutting the total retail value of the products. According to the indictment, the women used the stop-and-shop rewards program to purchase 366 items, including beverages, laundry detergent, and hygiene products worth over $1,600. Using those fake coupons, the final bill, $3.28. Prosecutors allege White and Travis created high-quality counterfeit coupons that contained barcodes and graphic designs that mirrored real coupons. The women asked potential buyers to meet them at a location in Taunton, and payments for the products were to be made in cash. In total, the investigation alleges the women purchased products from stop-and-shop stores in Quincy, Weymouth, Raynham, Plainville, Whitman, Abington, Pembroke, Norwell, Hingham, North Dartmouth, New Bedford, Sandwich, Brockton, East Providence, Rhode Island, and Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Now, daylight saving time is coming to an end, and that means sunsets are about to get a lot earlier as New England heads into winter. Here in Massachusetts, some are continuing a years-long push to do away with the changing of the clocks altogether. We fall back by turning the clocks back an hour. This coming Sunday at 2 a.m., it'll stay that way until we spring forward and set the clocks an hour ahead, the second Sunday of March next year. The Massachusetts Joint Committee on State Administration and Regulatory Oversight heard testimony this October on two bills, one that aims to make daylight saving time permanent, 
by changing the state's time zone from Eastern to Atlantic. The other, which would end daylight saving time and restore standard time year-round. Quincy resident Tom Emsweiler has been a longtime advocate for making daylight saving time permanent with a time zone change. He was on a state commission in 2017 to study the issue, and commissioners endorsed the idea. Other northeast states would also have to be on board with either proposal before they could take effect. Last year, the U.S. Senate passed a bill to make daylight saving time permanent. Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts is a key supporter of that move. However, the House of Representatives did not take action on the bill, so nothing changed. The Sleep Research Society says standard time is more in line with the body's natural circadian rhythm. The sleep loss that happens when we lose an hour of sleep in the spring has been linked to obesity, stress, heart disease, and depression. A study last year in the journal Current Biology found that year-round daylight saving time would reduce car accidents involving deer. Researchers said that making daylight saving time permanent could prevent more than 36,000 deer deaths, 33 human deaths, and over 2,000 human injuries. Uh, raising their voices outside the state house, more than 100 folks gathered for a right to shelter rally yesterday. Protesters called on the legislature to appropriate the funds that are needed to continue the expansion of the emergency assistance family shelter program. Governor Healy says the state would cap the shelter space at 7,500 families beginning today. Inside Suffolk Superior Court, an emergency hearing was held. A group filed suit saying Healy's order didn't comply with the state's 1983 right to shelter law, but the state argued that the governor has been warning lawmakers for months and that they're all well aware of the dire situation. The state says there are currently 7,300 families in the shelter system right now. It estimates that the cap will be reached by Friday. But advocates say you can't leave migrants out in the streets. The judge will make a decision sometime today. Governor Healy yesterday unveiling an overhaul of the guidelines she'll apply to pardon and commute applications, which her office said explicitly outlines for the first time how a governor will deploy executive clemency as a tool to address unfairness and systemic bias in the criminal justice system. Martin Healy of the Mass Bar Association says the new guidelines clearly reflect a more fair and equitable approach to the clemency process by taking into account both historical injustices and modern criminal justice jurisprudence. The guidelines were last updated by Governor Baker in 2020. Healy, who served as Attorney General for eight years before winning election to the quarter office, also recommended two new pardons yesterday. She proposed forgiveness for Robert Miller, who was convicted in 1992 of counterfeiting licenses, and for Eric Nada, convicted in 1996 on a distribution of a Class A controlled substance. Both men were in their early 20s at the time that they were convicted. A check of business news this morning. Stocks were higher again yesterday. The Dow was up 123. The Nasdaq rose 61. The S&P added 26. Asian stocks also advanced. The euro fell. Oil down to $81 a barrel. Sports. The Celtics will host Indiana tonight at 730.
the National Weather Service forecast for today. Clouds and some afternoon showers, high 45, a lingering shower tonight, low 34. Sunshine returns tomorrow, a high 47, mostly sunny Friday with a high of 55, and cloudy on Saturday, high near 60. The boater waves about 2 feet, the wind out of the north gusting to 20 knots at times, high tide at 2.28 p.m., Sunrise 716 sets 537. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Wednesday, November 1st.